conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. we. Conscious couples and individuals, welcome back to the one and only Conscious couples podcast for episode number 87 how is digital distraction impacting your relationship there are two types of people out there the first type digital distraction is affecting their relationship and the second type are just lying about it (laughs) (laughs) no so emilia and i want to do this episode because digital distraction whether you like it or not is affecting your relationship unless you are a troglodyte (laughs) So, uh, as always, before we jump into this episode, we want to thank Next Level Podcast Solutions for producing this show and 53 others. My goodness. Keep it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, my love, ladies first, what is your intention for today's episode? My intention for our listeners, it's going to be an honest one, but it really is for this episode to open up the conversation that anyone who is emotionally immature doesn't want to go near with a 10-foot pole. And I think it's extremely important that we do so because the digital distraction is really negatively impacting relationships. And I think it's important we talk about it. All right. So I have talked about this on my other podcast, Next Level University, quite a bit. In hindsight, we reflect on our past, we get older, we hopefully are maturing, we're hopefully becoming wiser, we're hopefully getting more positive and and learning more. And I reflect back on my past and I have certain things where it's like, whoa, I can't believe I was thinking that way at a young age. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I have other things where it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the emotional, tr- truly, I, I, I'm being playful, but I'm also dead serious here. In hindsight, if I were to look back at my past, and while I understand there's a lot of reasons why this is, I was way more emotionally immature than I realized. And as you become more and more emotionally mature, the more and more you realize how emotionally immature you were. So part of that is par for the course. The other part of that is I grew up in an environment where there was very little EQ, emotional intelligence, emotional maturity whatsoever. So hopefully that resonates with some of our listeners. And I want to articulate a story. Every episode has an origin story. Like, where did this idea come from? Why are we doing this? So I want to take you back to my college days. So I was in my late teens. I graduated from high school in 2007 because I'm about 87 years old. Mm -hmm. And no, in 2007, I graduated high school. I went to a school called Worcester Polytechnic Institute. This is the the school for the nerds, Mm -hmm. the tech nerds, the tech geeks. I mean, this is this is the place. It's like a mini little MIT type of thing. And we played tons of video games. And I remember when I was a little kid, I grew up with video games. I was I was a semi-pro gamer for several games, and I used to 
build my own computers when I was 13. I was a techie, techie mm-hmm. nerd. Mm-hmm. And so in college, I had an apartment that they called bro apartment. Mm. And I think that was probably because of me. <laughs> and we had this group of friends that were female called the love apartment. Mm-hmm. And the bro apartment was me and my buddies. And the love apartment was the group of girls. And so if you've ever seen the show Friends, it was kind of like that, but in college with technology nerds. And so the love apartment would come over and we'd all be playing video games and they'd kind of have to wait for us to finish to then start pre-gaming and to go to the parties and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we were the obnoxious, immature guys who were playing land parties and Emilia's getting triggered because she remembers those (laughs) days. And so anyways, in hindsight, I realized that that probably wasn't optimal. We probably should have stopped what we were doing and connected with uh, the ladies and, and had a magic night. (laughs) Uh, instead we were competitive gamers so anyways fast forward fast forward fast forward i am in my 30s and i go to get sushi with one of my old roommates i lived with him for five years Mm. one of them was freshman dorms the other four was an apartment and we both stayed for our i stayed for my master's and he still lived with me while i was in my master's program Mm. And I go to dinner with this person who I hadn't seen in a very long time. And he had gotten married and all kinds of amazing things. And so we're catching up, catching up, catching up. And he looks across the table and uh, he says, Alan, have you tried Halo 5 yet? Because Halo was a big game that we used to play back in college. Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. N- no. And then... And then Again, I'm nothing against this person. This person could be listening. It's possible. It's nothing against this person. But I had this moment of, are you kidding me, man? You still play Halo? Because we were like teenagers. We were like in our early 20s. Like that, you're supposed to grow out of that shit, right? <laughs> and again, I'm not trying to be mean, but also let's let's put some unpleasant truth on the table here. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, and I, I remember thinking to myself, like, what does your wife do while you're playing Halo 5? And again, I don't know how much he plays or doesn't play. So, so that's not my point. But my point is, if you are out there watching or listening to this and you are with an intimate partner, or maybe you are the intimate partner who is constantly distracted by your devices and video games and the digital world, Mm. I would argue that your relationship is probably suffering. It is suffering to some extent, at least in the real world. And so that's the origin story of where this episode came from. Yeah. And yeah, that might have been wicked cool back in college. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. But it's definitely not. I can't imagine now me me running off to play three hours of video games every night while Emilia is like taking care of our household and our pets and all that kind of thing. So yeah. you really need to mature through life. And, and hopefully this is something that will be a mirror, but also beneficial. And the perspective that I want to share on this is that I'm seeing in my clientele the other end of what the impact of this is. And I want to pull in a story that I will keep anonymous, but one of the things that really is super heartbreaking for me is seeing the negative detriments of this digital distraction. And not only the detriments, the immediate, but to also know that the person on the other side isn't aware of how much it is negatively impacting their relationship. So for example, in this case scenario, 
I wonder if that person playing the video games really understands the negative implications over time that that's going to build up to not only in their relationship, but also modeling in the children if they end up having that and what that is doing from an ability to socialize, to um, cultivate empathy, to cultivate the really, really deep emotional connection that a long term relationship absolutely requires. Those are all skills. And in one of my clients, we were having a conversation and she has, you know, a one-year-old and is going through a whole experience of the new mom and what that's like. And she has a partner who she was telling me, you know, is up and like they both work full time. Um, and she was telling me how it it's a Saturday night, the one night that she would love to just be able to sleep in, right? New mom, not getting great sleep. And she is the primary caregiver of their child. And she was saying, she's like, you know, ultimately, and she's like in tears at this point, she's like, ultimately, like, I really thought this was going to happen. This was going to happen. This was going to happen in terms of her partner and how he was going to respond as a dad. And she's being really level set by actually what is happening. And what is happening is every single night he's up till midnight, one o'clock with his buddies playing video games or on his phone scrolling or on the computer looking at something instead of being a present father with their child, instead of emotionally connecting with his partner. And they are completely on two opposite sides of the coin and they're just getting started in their relationship of rearing a child. And so like I could go into the the mega stuff from a clinical standpoint, like really showing how that's going to negatively impact not only the mom, not only the dad, not only the child, but ultimately everyone around them. But it, it's a whole different perspective. And what I want to share in here is how is that impacting the immediate relationship? How is that pulling away from the emotional intimacy that they're not having? And how can people who are like this couple or like the people that you talked about, babe, like how can they actually cultivate a new way forward? Because let's be real, technology is not stopping. It will be continuously integrated into our every single daily lives. And technology is not the enemy. It can be if we do not use it correctly and if we aren't mindful of its impact. When we're staring at a screen rather than staring at our partner, what do we think the impact of that is going to be? What do we think? How connected do we really feel as though we can be if we're playing video games with our buddies instead of actually connecting over your newborn child with the mother, right? Like there's a big difference in that. Um, and so one of the things that I shared with my client in this in this arena was how important it is for her to be vulnerable about what the impact is on her when her partner is playing video games, their newborn baby is crying and screaming and she is on three hours of sleep having worked a full-time job and then is unconsciously expected to respond to the needs. What is that impact? And she's in tears. She's like, my health has gone off the rails. I'm struggling to do a really great job at work and my career has meant so much to me. Like just listening out all the things that are incredibly important to her. She's starting to internalize that. She's starting to believe in herself less. She's starting to degrade her self-worth because she can't prove to herself that she can do anything. And it's just, oh, what's building underneath that is resentment and contempt, the two biggest killers when it comes to relationships. So how do we navigate that? What do we do when we realize we are actually headed in that kind of train wreck of not only digital distraction, but complete disconnection? 
So our call with Alan and Amelia was just incredibly valuable. It was really cool to see that in just one session we were able to go so deep and to cover so many topics and without going too much into the troubles, without getting depressive or negative or anything like that. And it was just amazing to see that at the end of the call we were able to hop off the call with way more resources and way better equipped to build trust and to resolve our conflicts more effectively in the future than we were to begin with. So we got a lot of value from it and way more than we were both expecting. Not because we had low expectations, but because they really over delivered. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really just great to be able to chat with someone and just connect with another couple that's really interested in, you know, growth and becoming better people and becoming better partners. So it was just really fun to actually be able to connect with someone that's really invested in each other and the relationship and everything. Yeah, they felt like really good friends that happened to be very wise. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you guys, really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. This is so easy to go off the rails on. Mm-hmm. So Emilia last week, she went to visit her family in South Carolina and I was solo with the two cats and one dog, Tucker, Tariel, and Tilly Girl, mm-hmm. t- short for Tiger Lily, Tilly. Mm. Tucker Tilly Tao. Tiger Nala Lily. Yeah, Tiger Nala Lily. Bush Tucker Wolf. <laughs> Madame Tariel. Defari. Defari. We have interesting names for our pets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, she went to South Carolina and I had four days solo dad. And I started watching a show. So I went and watched the Friends reunion. So Friends ran from 1994 to 2004. And this was one of my favorite shows growing up. Mm -hmm. My close friend Kiki and I used to love this show. And for those of you watching or listening, you probably know about Friends or of it. It's been viewed apparently 150 billion times. So it's a great show. It really is. And the best way to describe the show is it was built for that time in your life where your friends were your family. Yeah. And so anyways, I start watching the reunion because they, 17 years later, they re- connected and went back to the old sets it was very cool Mm -hmm. it was very cool because it talk about nostalgia right yeah and they went behind the scenes the producers were there the creators of the show were there it was just this really awesome thing so anyways if you haven't seen that it's on hbo it's awesome but i started watching the show again and i was like okay one episode it's all good one Mm. episode no big deal i eat my food watch an episode that show is addicting. <laughs> one episode, my ass, pardon my French, uh, and I. one was eventually two, and then eventually it was like three, and then eventually it was four, and before Emilia came home, I'm like, I think I have a problem. <laughs> I'm getting Alan's sleep scores. Yeah. We send each other our sleep scores from our aura ring. And I'm seeing like him in the 70s. I'm like, babe, what the heck? What's going I'm on? I'm concerned. I'm when usually... I get back, it is going to be absolute mayhem. No, like, I... get on the rails, but it's all good. No, so anyways, <laughs> I before you came home, I, I actually had that on conversation with myself i think i gotta quit the show <laughs> i think i do like this is not sustainable yeah and the max.com app that we have it goes from one episode right to the other one as if it's the same episode you don't even know oh, wow. that it switched to the next episode and they're only like 20 minutes long but here's my point it's such a slippery slope nowadays whereas our parents and our parents parents and our parents 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 did not have to deal with this there were no video games. I remember my mom talking about uh, Atari and how they had astronauts, which was this little triangle in the center of a screen, and there would be like asteroids coming that the little spaceship would have to shoot at. Yeah. The point is, is that it was there were no smartphones. 
there was just no internet. There was no digital distractions. And now the digital distractions and digital addictions are genuinely out of control. It is insane. Emilia and I have several rules. So let's make this really practical for our listeners and then we'll get going. Mm -hmm. Number one, Emilia set up this awesome charging station where we charge all our devices. Devices. Our devices. And we don't like having phones in the bedroom. We don't do devices in the bedroom almost ever. Mm-hmm. I would say never, but I can't lie. Yeah. Uh, almost never. And when you were away, I actually did have my device in the bedroom because that was my, I use us, Emilia and I both use the same sleep playlist and typically we use Alexa, but she was using that on her Spotify account. It's a whole Spotify thing. <laughs> don't worry about it. The point is, is I used devices in the bedroom and that's one of our rules that has helped us tremendously stay connected. Mm-hmm. We also have a shutoff time for work. We hit it sometimes. <laughs> but what are some other things that you would suggest for people, babe? Because we have to hack back on the technology and make sure that we are not allowing technology that's supposed to be used to connect us and have more fulfilling lives actually be disconnecting us. That's what's fascinating. And here's the thing. like Those are some practical examples that anyone can implement. You can put your devices in a charting spot and you won't die. That's the thing. We've cultivated addictions to our devices and we have adopted the belief that unconsciously if we do not have our device near us or on us we will have a really big issue right so it's overcoming that in those practical ways of literally proximity moving your devices away from you and actually trying to figure out what do you do in the time where you're not bored scrolling or you're not bored video game playing or you're not watching someone else play video games there's that too like you watching other people watch other things. There's that addiction too, right? So those are some great tangible things that you can have. The rules, that's great. What is your standard for your household? Start small and build. Emilia and I occasionally will go to the movies. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the movie, they say, please turn your devices off, put them away because that's super distracting. Yeah. So if you ever went to the movies and had that that moment where they said, please put your devices away, or you had that obnoxious person that had the light on right in your two yeah. two rows up, you can't pay attention to the movie. You can't be immersed. You can't be emotionally engaged. The same is true for your intimate relationship. If you're always looking at screens and not at each other, yeah. you're you're not going to flourish. And so again, I just want to bring this back to the original point here. Everyone who's out there watching or listening to this, I wasn't kidding in the beginning, even though I was playful with it. This is affecting you, yeah. unless you're a complete and utter technology you know, person who's living under a bridge. This is affecting you, and this is affecting your relationship. The only question is, to what extent? Yeah. So the last thing I'd leave the listeners with is, how much is digital distraction affecting your relationship? And I think starting there, and then at least bringing that awareness to the surface might give you the courage you need to bring it to your partner mm. and you do need to do that otherwise it's probably going to get worse over time because that's what happens definitely and that's that's the, the the glory story underneath this is once you kind of get to that component all of those things can culminate and work you towards what ultimately we want for you which is the teamwork to actually face this challenge head on and with the client that i had is all of this like tension all of this contempt all of this resentment building towards her partner 
ultimately like they want to be able to have the best partnership that they can have. They want to be able to raise their son like as best as they can. Right. And I, I genuinely believe people do try their best. However, they can't better their best if they're not humble to what's negatively impacting them today. And I had said to her, I said, you know, like it's going to be really important at a point in time for you to vulnerably express how what's the behavior that's happening now, the digital distraction being on his front, not yours, but on his front, him playing the video games instead of maybe just connecting and breaking down a half hour earlier and connecting and turning towards you and having a conversation. How was your day? What's going on with the baby? Like all this stuff, like that is going to come to a head and you can either get in front of it or you can just see how it blows up because it's going to blow up and it's going to negatively impact your relationship. And ultimately, who knows, you guys might not be together. You might end up separating. And what does that do for your child? What is what is that model for your child who's going to grow up in an, a day and age where there's literally no disconnect from devices? I mean, I remember getting my first device when I was like 13, 14. With that child now, it is embedded into every single corner of their life. So how can they possibly cultivate connection with their intimate partner when mom and dad can't even model that themselves? So vulnerable expression around how it's negatively impacting you right now today, that's going to set you up for future conversations. And like this client, there's actually been some awesome progress in their relationship to where that vulnerability has actually brought more space, more connection, and more opportunity for them to actually say, where are we getting distracted from what we're trying to build but aren't? And that's what you as a listener can start to work towards. And that's the empowering component of this. Well said, love. Thanks, babe. You're welcome, sweetheart. Very last thing that I have is an axe can either build a house or it could kill someone. That's the analogy. I know it's hardcore. It's good. But these devices are a tool, just like an axe is a tool. An axe can build a house or it can kill someone. These devices can build your relationship or they can kill it. It's how you use the axe. It's how you use the devices. So Mm -hmm. before we go, I want to talk about relationship talks coaching. If you feel like you're not connecting with your partner, if you feel like digital distractions are taking your relationship and you and your partner are struggling and you know intuitively that if you stay on this path, you're going to end up breaking up and that's not what you want, please reach out to Emilia and myself. We do a free session for the first one every single time. The link will be in the show notes. Please register. It's a safe space to really work on what your successes are and what your struggles are. We don't talk enough about what we're struggling with, so we wonder why we don't solve it. And then we don't talk about our successes either because it's like, I don't want to be seen as arrogant. So we stay in this little comfort zone of don't talk about your struggles, but also don't talk about your successes. Mm. And then we just don't get better because what what better to learn from than struggles and success? Definitely. At one point in time, like, and if you've been listening to our our episodes, you know that Alan's a movie buff. He's such a film. I don't want to say addict, but he's definitely used that axe to help him build and cultivate the extraordinary human he is today. And that's really been a beautiful impact in our relationship because before him I was like nomad style didn't want tv didn't want any digital distractions just wanted to be in like my kumbaya state right and so with your ukulele with my ukulele (laughs) and just chill right so that's been brought into our relationship and and to some extent it, it became a point where it was a little too much for me and where I didn't feel as though we were having as much connection and emotional intimacy as I wanted and I had to kind of 
per this conversation that we're having with this with this whole episode, I had to really have a vulnerable conversation where we have no stimulation nights. And now we have nights where we are actually cultivating more and deeper emotional connection. Candlelight yes, dinners now. Candlelight dinners. Now we have the TV. We have the movie films that we can both connect on. That's the stimulation. That's the distraction, if you will. But chosen to help build our relationship. And we have the offset of the no stimulation nights, the no devices, no technology, et cetera. So that's helped us, for example, in this cultivate a more deeper emotional connection. What we're going to be getting into in our next event. I was just thinking, love, this would be a perfect opportunity to go deeper about this in particular, more practical in the event, Mm -hmm. because our next event is about what you're about to talk about, which digital distraction is huge, is way bigger than I ever thought prior to this episode. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So why I wanted to mention that is because the bridge from this episode to something that's going to be happening whether you're there or not, we would love to have you there. But Alan and I are going to cultivate our next event around how to cultivate more emotional connection in your relationship. And because of this digital distraction, it is getting harder and harder to do that, especially because that might be normal in your social circles. It might be normal for everyone to be distracted and not focusing in on how can we cultivate more and deeper emotional connection with our partner. Alan and I will giving be giving away for free in that event all of the tips that we know that actually work. And so we would love to have you there. You don't have to turn on your, your mic. You don't have to turn on your audio, your video. You can just literally snuggle up and listen to us and, and engage in the conversation to the extent that you feel comfortable. That link to register is going to be in the show notes. And the date for that is going to be 19th of October. Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you there. Click, we hope to s- click the link in the show notes. <laughs> <It's a register. laughs> I thought you were done. We hope to see you there. And we hope this episode was super valuable. Thank you again for listening as always. And as always, again, it's not about you or me. It's about the, the we. we. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community, so please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia, and Alan is a Lazarus88. Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.